Oh, you did such a good job with the the horns and the sound effects last week. Uh, David Hutchison, Happy New Year, everybody, as we are uh, into 2021. I can't wait to come up with all the fireworks and and all kinds of uh, little bit of uh, exciting antidotes uh, from a sound perspective. As we get you into Ingoal Radio, the podcast, I'm Darren Millar, along with the co-founders of Ingoal Magazine. There's David Hutchison over there, and to my left is uh, Kevin Woodley. We are all social distanced, uh, standing around our microphones, getting ready for this episode, which will include our feature interview brought to you by Sense Arena with a goalie coach in the National Hockey League and an author all about the mental approach to the game. And it is a great series. Uh, the latest book is The Power Within Two, uh, Justin Goldman, along with Mike Valley, and uh, a lot of uh, your favorite goaltenders are involved in this book. So we'll get into that feature interview uh, that uh, Kevin Woodley does, and we'll also make a visit over to the Hockey Shop, thehockeyshop.com, source for Sports Surrey, and hang out with Pam, hanging out in the Bauer Pro Pants and the Bauer Chesty. And uh, there's a lot of complaining about the heat in the building uh, from Woody. Hey guys, uh, Happy New Year. And now that we're into the training camps, we're seeing a lot of the different uh, gear coming out uh, from the goaltenders, some developments on the goaltending front. And that Carey Price uh, news that you teased last week came to fruition with the, the true gear and the cool mask, Woody. Yeah, one of the one of many changes around the league, Darren. We as we kind of hinted at before, we were aware that Kerry had, had had parted ways with CCM, contract was up, and had decided. I think we were pretty sure it was true, but we hadn't we hadn't had visual confirmation. We got that as he goes to camp, uh, wearing the all red gear, and I'll be curious to see if that sticks around because um, he has, you know, in the past had red pads on, and even even at our our days with with Price with Eli Wilson, where he's had red gear on and. You know, said to the kids, like, are you going to wear the red gear? Are you going to wear the red gear? Yeah. And he's like, ah, this is just the demo set or the summer set. So I'd be curious to see if the color stays for the start of the season. We're only, what, six days away. Yeah, we're um, But it looks like true is it. And uh, we've seen a number of goaltenders from around the league. Your backyard there, Marc-Andre Fleury. We got some photos of him wearing the the 4.1 gear. And that's this is the interesting thing, right? I mean, we all know the backstory now, um, uh, the split between Lafave and CCM. And then true buying the Lefebvre's. And, and so now that Lefebvre made gear in Montreal is it has the true label on it. And you know, for a lot of these guys, I I think like especially the guys like Fleury who are in, you know, a premier pad or what the Lefebvre's or true calls of a 4.1, like they're the only ones making that one now, right? And so, you know, that's it's a new label, but for the most part, it's the same pad. Not entirely. There's been some changes. Um, maybe some strapping updates, but flower again with the, the red leather straps, like he's always had. So some of those goalies, I don't, I don't, I guess Hellebuck, same boat, 4.1, the yeah. old, uh, the old, uh, premier pad, that model, um, you know, that's, that's where you get that pad right now They, you know, uh, CCM doesn't really offer that anymore. So, um, those ones, it, it's hard, I guess like it's a switch, it's a new brand and it's a brand that now has a massive presence in the NHL and kudos to them for for the way they've made that transformation. Um, but, it, but it's not like a complete switch. So it's kind of, you know, they're in the same pad, the same people are making it in that factor. So it's kind of one of those things where you're not as surprised, um, you know, as you are with like, for example, in Vancouver, I was shocked when we saw um, Thatcher Demko, who has told us the story of the history and the roots with Brian's when he came out and we'd seen him actually, in CCM in the summer once at least, but it was such a shock that we didn't even put it on social media. 
because we didn't want to jump to conclusions. Um, we left it off because he was back in Brian's actually on his Instagram account a few weeks later. So I thought nothing of it. I thought maybe he'd tried it. Shocked when he came out in the CCM Eflex 4, a set that was made by CCM for Jacob Markstrom sort of uh, heading into the bubble. Hmm. He tried it. He liked it. The next day he comes out in a brand new Eflex 5 set. So um, there and in Calgary with David Riddich and Axis, uh, there's, there's a lot of switches around the league. I, to be honest, one of the one of the most exciting. It's it's an exciting time for gear, right? And one of my most exciting one is like the Bauer too. I've had a walkthrough. I've had you know, what they call a PK session, a product knowledge session on the new Bauer Hyperlite uh, that we're seeing on Elvis Merzlikens that we're you know seeing on Cam Talbot. And that's a there's a, there's a there's a model of gear that I'm excited to sort of share some of the features with uh, next season. And the one thing I will say, I can't. I, I, it's tough, right? Like we're not allowed to say all the changes from all the brands because this stuff doesn't come out at retail for another three, four months. But Thatcher Demko, when he came out in the CCM and the first set of drills, the pads were reacting in a way where I was like, "Ooh, ooh, he got the he got the feature that has never been offered before on these pads." <laughs> like he 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 got that feature, didn't he? So I'm literally texting the gear up, and I'm like, without knowing, because I didn't, I'm like, he ordered this, didn't he? And he's like, and he, and they said, let us look that up. And sure enough, I was right. So it was like little pat on the back there. I'm like, you could, I, you could actually identify from the way the pads were performing that he had chosen a certain feature that's never before been made available on an eFlex pad. Um, so, you know, there's something to be excited about. So yeah, it's a, it's a cool time. And then Carrie's mask, right? Shows up with the all red pads and the white pros choice mask. And you know, we'd seen some of the signs, uh, Jordan uh, uh, Bourgeau from Calgary, the airbrush artist painting this biomechanical skull, done a lot of in-progress work that we'd sort of followed along here and there and teased some samples of, has been all over Instagram. Well, he finally unveiled the whole thing and he was nice enough to share some early exclusive photos and do an interview with us. And this thing is, not everyone's going to love it. I know we got some naysayers uh, amongst the panel here uh, live, Hutch, but it's 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 badass like to me it is just metal and it's got attitude and i'm kind of like i'm going if this is a sign of we get to see the carry of the bubble who was more assertive and more aggressive in his style like if this is sort of a sign of that count me in even if it doesn't scream montreal canadians from a distance hold up you just talked for seven minutes hutch hasn't said a word on the podcast and he's already been thrown under the bus I, Listen, I was, I was, I was just getting ready to say, I, is that even a record for me? Let's be honest. <laughs> no, probably not. Probably not. My hard drive just filled up listening to Woody's answer. <laughs> I was just wondering how we were going to sign off this show, Darren, the one question show. <laughs> uh, it, it's a very uh, intricate, detailed mask. There's some, the, the layers to it are, are awesome with that. Everything ties into the Montreal Canadiens. It's, it's really unique. It's, it's not something you're going to be able to see from from the the third deck, but it's pretty neat. Look, it's fantastic. Woody threw me under the bus, but we need a little context here. It's a it's a fantastic, beautiful mask, and and I don't think Woody uh, pushed enough that if you head over to Ingold Premium, you can see a, a lengthy interview uh, with the artist that that I don't think you'll see anywhere else. So if you want to get some of the backstory uh, directly from the artist, uh, please please go go watch that interview. Um, I, I love the art um, of the mask. I'm just of that vintage that I love the kind of mask that you're surrounded by in your office there, Darren. I like the big, bold, and simple. 
and and I like to be able to see it from the third deck, which is where I can afford the tickets. Um, so I'm not sure. <laughs> and and I, I do like some of the ones where, you know, you can sort of layer in the details. So from the third deck, you can see the concept and maybe as you get down uh, yeah. into, into your seats that you, you can see some of those details close up. No, it's a beautiful piece of work. Um, just not sure it's a Montreal Canadiens sort of look, you know, from, from the deck. But uh, Are you talking about the, the, the brains and the... Uh, the well, uh, yeah, the, I'm the a little silver. squeamish too. Yeah. yeah, the brains are a bit much for me. I'm a little squeamish. But uh, yeah, just... But, but, you know, I love the story. <laughs> like the story about... Um, uh, about the eye and, and what that's all about and, and go listen to him talk about where that comes from. And there's almost, uh, there's a, if you'd like, and, and you haven't seen the interview yet, um, go take a look at some of the close up uh, photos that are out there and you can see uh, Henri Richard, or, or it's not Henri, it's Maurice Richard. It's Maurice. Yes, yeah, terrible. I, I'm just Henri's vintage. Um, it, it's Maurice, but there's something that I think many of you might look at and think is wrong, but is not. So there's a little tease. Oh, See okay. if you can figure out what that's about, and then uh, and then go check out the interview for the answer. Well, it gets us all all uh, keen on gear, and uh, the only place to go is uh, Source for Sports Surrey, the hockey shop, thehockeyshop.com, uh, making sure that everybody is uh, tuned up for when you are back on the ice or whether you're back on the ice and you're ready for uh, an upgrade coming off, uh, off of Christmas, Woody. Yeah, they got a lot of things still left over from some of the sales that we had leading up till Christmas. Um, if you're looking for some Pro Stock sticks, how about a Bauer Vapor 1X Pro Stock Senior Frederick Anderson model for only $149.95 Canadian. Wow. Uh, regular $290. Anthony Stollers just signed a two-year contract extension with the Anaheim Ducks in the past couple of days. Bauer Vapor 1X Pro Stock Senior Goalie Stick in some beautiful orange and black colors. Again, $149.95 Canadian. They've got some other Pro Stock gear from Bauer left over, as well as sales on all kinds of pads, masks, pants, chest protectors, 40 to 60% off, including on the Bauer Supreme line um, from past models, a CCM. Premier line, all 40 to 60% off. And of course, we've teased some of the sticks that are on sale, composite sticks from as low Bauer S27, $71.95. So lots of good deals still at the Hockey Shop Source for Sports. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Make sure you check them out at online at thehockeyshop.com to see if they still have your size, your pattern, your model, for example, uh, with the sticks available. Uh, There's definitely a lot of merchandise has moved. But as we prepare for, we talked about all this great new gear coming into the NHL, and we prepare to do our articles, our previews, our reviews of all this great new gear. The hockey shop needs to make room for all the new gear that they've ordered to sell this spring, and that means clearing out all the old gear. So make sure you check them out, whether you're as blessed as I am to live in Vancouver and be able to make a trip to the hockey shop in person to ch- with a mask, of course, and socially distanced and safe. That's how they do it there. And see Cam and 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 make his life miserable by trying it all on in store. Or if you can't check them out at thehockeyshop.com, uh, definitely a place where you can go right now to load up on new gear and save a lot of money. Those sticks uh, that you're talking about, uh, do they do they work as well as as they do in Carter Hutton's hands? Because he he scored a goal in training camp in in one of the Sabres inter squad games. 
a little, uh, there's another guy that switched over to, he's in, I believe, in a true 12.2 uh, equipment, but still rocking the warrior stick and flung it the length of the ice and scored. I want like this, like, what do you think? Like he was kind of, he thought it was pretty cool, but like, are you celebrating that? Like it's, it's all it's day exhibition. Long. All day. Yeah, of course he'd like it to have happened in a, in a quote unquote real game, but you're selling. So you, like you're going long. Tiger, you're Tiger Williams, you're riding the stick down the ice on that are. one. Okay, I'll I'll give you a comparison. John Rom and the the skipper at the Masters on uh, 16 when he aced it, and like was in a practice round, but it was still one of the great shots. You still celebrate that. I I, I think Carter Hutton should uh, should be pumped about that goal. There we go. That's actually a great comparison. Enough I love said. it. Boy, I actually chipped in here. Uh, something it wasn't hockey related, <laughs> but it was it was it was chipping in. Listen, well, <laughs> no pun intended. Chipping, yeah, no pun intended. Um, like, let's be honest, you left me speechless. So that's that's like beyond <laughs> chipping in. That's like that's damn near metal worthy. Woody it was, was a the great auto lob too uh, from from Carter. Like he he really threw it up there. It uh, it reminded me of of Hexy's first goal. Where he just threw it up, and it was almost like you were looking, wondering if it was going to hit the hit the scoreboard uh, in Buffalo. So there's uh, there's good uh, news. Uh, the Buffalo Sabers are getting that secondary scoring that they've been looking for for a while, and uh, that should help uh, Ralph Kruger and company uh, with Eric Stahl and Taylor Hall in, in the mix with uh, Jack Eichel. Uh, we are looking forward to the feature interview today with uh, Justin Goldman and Mike Valley. But first, uh, can we head over to the hockey shop and and check out the two uh, the uh, the Bauer Pro pants? Spit that out ten times in a row. But the best part about this visit with Cam at the hockey shop, thehockeyshop.com, is the fact that Woody gets all geared up and he starts to sweat a little bit. So let's let's get Woody sweat. Uh, here's the gear segment presented by the hockey shop. Welcome back to the hockey shop stores for sports. Here in beautiful Surrey, British Columbia. Of course, you can catch them online at thehockeyshop.com. If the voice is a little muffled today, uh, we're in mass territory here with Cam Matwib at the Hockey Shop. Uh, just some new rules that have come into effect here in British Columbia. So we want to make sure that we're being safe, playing by the rules. I would get a goalie stick and do the six-foot thing, maybe hit you with it, Cam, but I think we'll, we'll be okay in the masks and this is close enough. Um, today, we are going to talk about the Bauer Pro pro pants now why for those of you that are watching the simulcast on video is kevin also wearing the bauer chest protector well there's two reasons one i just like to play dress up um this is something that i will admit uh two for our video subscribers those who have enjoyed following along the the hockey shop sorcerer sports gear segment on video as well as on the podcast we're going to do a separate video just on integration when we did the chest protector, we talked about how it had these bungees that could attach to the pants. Well, we're going to hit that up uh, on the video only for our video subscribers. So keep an eye out for that. But today on the podcast, we're going to talk pro pants and the Bauer new pro pants. And so, Cam, I'm going to turn it over to you because I need to catch my breath because it's hard to kind of sit here wearing all this gear because somebody turned the heat up in this place. <laughs> just for you, just because we knew you were playing dress up today. But... Bauer Pro Pants, so a bit of a redesign, especially from their uh, 2S pant in particular, and also boring some integration of the Vapor Pant as well. Um, Bauer... Big fans of the Vapor 2X Pro Pant, by the way. 
So we already have instant gratification there, and we did see it on, on a few pro guys as well. But uh, part of the feedback, say, from retail-wise, um, from the Supreme line in particular, because they went with their NHL legal sizing with the 2S Supreme, which meant they had a 9-inch rounded barrel as opposed to uh, a 10-inch wide, kind of a little bit uh, flatter. Still got a bit of a round shape to it, but I would say flatter. Um, what we realized um, was a lot of uh, feedback from customers that were coming in is that they didn't need that nine-inch wide pen. They wanted something that still had that max coverage out of it. Oh, so, so you're saying they subscribe to the Kevin rule of thumb, which is, yes, it's nice to say I have the same pants as NHLers, but when they're cranking down and making everything smaller in the NHL, give me the bigger one, please, and thank you. Basically. We'll, we'll call it that. But uh, what we... We again, are, just for the record, we are going to call it that. <laughs> well, we don't have a choice now, do we? <laughs> uh, that said, like, basically, again, listening to that feedback, Bauer thought of completely kind of redesigning their pants and integrating both pants into kind of one unit, which is what we have here now. So this is the evolution of the Supreme and the Vapor sandwiched into kind of one. Um, best of both worlds scenario exactly and this will be the line moving forward then they're, that's correct yeah so they're gonna head forward with uh, the bauer pro pant in particular so one line of pants um its derivatives are the elite and gsx which we can cover another day um that said what's changed what's different what's this include um starting with the actual thigh uh barrels himself uh basically we're back to that 10 inch wide um a little bit flatter um bit of a um more of a fit that you actually see in a couple of the other brands uh, in particular. Um, I would say like the style and the fit of this pant is much more of a barrel fit. So something we haven't really seen exactly in Bauer. There's been different forms of it, but not exactly what I would consider a 100% barrel cut. And this is, so if I were making a comparison when I think of, you know, barrel pants, like to me, one of the ones that jumps out and you tell me if I'm right here, but just trying to give people that feel if they've tried other brands is, Probably like a CCM Premier pant with the with that sort of barrel feel and with the inner belt. Correct. Yes, uh, which is also something that is featured in this pant, which we'll get to in a moment. Um, as we move up uh, and also throughout uh, the pant as well, uh, Bauer features a Curvex composite, which we have seen uh, before in their previous lines of pants. Again, that carbon material is providing that additional uh, layer of protection while keeping the pant lightweight. Um, that's one thing, and you can probably attest to it since you are wearing it right now. Um, the weight of the pant, it... it, it Non-existent isn't the right word, but it feels very natural in terms of the weight. It doesn't hang, it doesn't sag in that sense. Um, I feel like I could point. be in my living room watching television right now instead of at the hockey shop recording this uh, this episode of the gear segment. That's how comfortable these pants are. You're in my living room, Kevin. Okay, that, that's true. And it is a nice living room you have here, Kev. <laughs> Just be thankful that I'm not going full, and this will, this will be totally over the head of our younger listeners, but not going full Al Bundy here while I watch television. <laughs> I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Back to the pant. <laughs> so what they've also decided to feature is a length extension, which actually was on um, their previous line of Supreme Pants as well. What it does, it's an integration of uh, an inch drop. So it provides extra growth from inside the pant for those goalies that are still growing. Or if you're looking for that custom fit, um, it allows for that inch kind of playroom. All you have to do is basically unbutton um, a leather strap that's at uh, the suspender clips that's holding that up. You do that all the way around the pants for where the suspender clips are, and that gives you that extra inch of length out of the pants. Okay, so you can, you can whether it's an adjustment in terms of making it fit if you're an adult and you're in between, you can either choose whether you want to sort of unzip it and let it fall down that extra inch, create that extra inch of length, mm -hmm. uh, or keep it up. Or if you're a growing kid, and this is, I'm guess parents are going to want to hear this one, they're going to be happy about hearing this one. 
the option to sort of have a pant that's going to give you an extra inch of uh, an extra inch sort of of growth uh, as your kid sprouts. Exactly. Exactly. Because let's be honest, goalie parents, we all want our goalies to be taller, but it can really suck when they do it in season <laughs> and multiple times too. All right. So more features of the pant. Um, we kind of alluded to it already. Uh, Bauer has included a removable internal belt. Um, Big fan of internal belts myself. Yeah, like again, it's something to give you that uh, that kind of tighter fit. Sorry, not removable, but by mistake. Um, it's just you can remove the actual strap out of it. But uh, that said, again, it's giving you that custom fit for the pant, so it's allowing you to wear the inside tighter, but allow the outside to be a little bit looser. Um, to get that connection, to me, I've always felt like with internal belts, you can really get that connection, and 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 you don't have to worry about it slipping because of the way the internal belt structure. But you don't have to. You're not cinching the outside of the pant tight. You're still creating well, that you use the term barrel. You're still getting that maximum coverage out of the pant itself as it fits around your waist rather than being, you know, you don't have to snug the pant up tight. You just snug the inner belt up tight. Correct. Correct. So continuing on with the theme of the inside of the pant, one another feature that I actually quite like, um, they've thought about how their knee pad sets integrate with uh, the pant itself. Um, and it's something that was featured on the vapor pants in particular. On the inside, they've added a strap uh, mounting point, um, a kind of upper mid-thigh, basically. Um, this will integrate with their 1X knee pads um, and one of their new lines moving forward, which will stay unnamed until we get there. Um, this will allow, again, you to attach the knee pads uh, to the pant um, to help hold them up, um, different style of fit, depending on your own personal preference. Uh, just a nice call-out and a nice added feature for the pant as well. Nice. Excellent. And, and we, we've talked uh, about how some pads in the past at Ingle Magazine are, you know, specifically designed to have knee pads worn with them. It's nice to see them integrating it into the pant as well. Uh, I know they have the thermal core on the inside. Just uh, you talked about the cooler temperatures help sort of make sure that the water's not collecting in there and sort of keep you cool. Any other features on this that we want to hit? Um, other than that, I'd like... I do, I do say, I forgot, almost forgot, the comfort edge at the yes. front, just in terms of you know, what's the feedback been on from a wear and tear? It seems to me like that would normally be a high wear area. And that looks like, like it feels nice on my belly, that comfort <laughs> edge. But it also feels like it's something there would be an extra durability to it as well. Yeah, they kind of coined the term and brought it from their chest protectors in particular. Something you would see um, kind of on their upper rib protection as it goes and wraps around um, towards the strap bars. They also call it the comfort edge. You're, for those that can see us currently, Kevin's currently feeling up underneath his armpit to find the comfort edge that's on the ultrasonic chest. Ooh, it's comfy too. Yeah, yeah, it's basically a, a, a suede leather almost feel to it. Um, that said, yeah, again, it's an added durability point to the pant, just protecting from Velcro and rubber wear, uh, basically from integrating your chest into your pants. Um, but also, you know, it's a comfy feel again. So those that are liking that kind of softer, more plush feel against their belly, uh, you have it here. And for those that don't have a belly... You got an inner belt. You can just tighten that inner belt up nice and tight. and You don't have to worry about it. Uh, you mentioned tucking in, untucking. I think that's the other thing I like about having an inner belt is it allows you to sort of tighten things up and feel connected to the pant, but still have that gap between that inner belt that's tight and that outer barrel that you can tuck, as I have as I'm sitting here, the chest protector into quite easily and sort of not have any sort of pinch points or discomfort that way. Correct. Excellent. The Bauer Pro Pant, available at the Hockey Shop, Source for Sports, thehockeyshop.com. Uh, Cam, thanks for walking us through this line. And a reminder to everybody who's watching on the simulcast, 
Stay tuned in the coming weeks. We will also have a closer look at how this chest protector that I'm wearing, the ultrasonic chest protector, integrates the options you have to integrate it into the Bauer Pro pants uh, and some various options in terms of different ways to sort of set up your pants, tucked in, untucked, suspenders, no suspenders, the bungee clips. We're going to have a close look at that on the video in the next couple of weeks. But for now, Bauer Pro pant. If anybody has any questions, Cam, about fit, size, uh, what models in terms of other chest protectors potentially would work well with this, where do they get a hold of you? They can give us a call at 604-589-8299. You can still make the eyes even if you're wearing a mask. That's good. Well done. Okay. From the Hockey Shop Source to Sports here in Surrey, I'm Kevin. He is Cam. We've had some fun. I hope you did too. We'll talk to you next week with another gear segment. Thanks, Kevin. It always catches me when you guys talk about uh, uh, wearing the mask and good on you for wearing the mask, even though there's nobody else around. Uh, sometimes people will have the tendency to let their guard down. I give you all the credit in the world. I'm so proud of you uh, for, for wearing the mask and, and being a great example. But when you talk about wearing masks, I'm thinking I'll automatically went to what, what kind of bucket do they have on? And because uh, I wasn't I wasn't watching the uh, the video portion of it. Uh, you guys were also uh, on the uh, on the video, the simulcast, uh, talking about the bungee and, and tying things in, right? Yeah, yeah. And we'll have, uh, it'll be a bit of a two-parter. We'll have the regular simulcast and then we'll follow up here in the next week where, with bonus episode, bonus, bonus simulcast material. Yeah, it will be something that won't necessarily appear on the podcast, although we have talked about it before when we reviewed Bauer's um chest protector and the fact that it had these bungees that you could tie right into the pant we figured we'd do a separate sort of little video session showing you how that works and that's kind of what we hinted at there so we'll have that out uh, at ingolmag.com here in the next couple of weeks and yeah it's uh it, it's a uh, really interesting it's a departure for them as cam talked about a little bit more of a barrel fit i really liked it and i really liked again uh, we've praised Bauer a lot for this over the over the past um, couple of years, but innovation. We like it when you try different things. And so new options, new ways to attach the pants are, are always fun. And let me just say that uh, we do have a lot of fun uh, with our introduction to the uh, pant and chest integration video in the next couple of weeks. So you you, you won't want to miss it. Uh, there's There may or may not be a Say by the Bell reference with me doing the acting in there. Uh, the new one or the uh, or the old one? Because they've got the new Saved by the Bell. That's I'm that's not all. even yeah. Just for the record, I'm not even officially aware there is a new Saved by the yeah, Bell. Yeah, so the I'm, kids are I'm now teachers. I don't, I don't know the old one. Yeah, you do. I don't. Zach He's and lying. Screech and yeah, you're lying. Oh, no, sorry, I was listening. T- I was probably Amber watching Deason? even older stuff. Yeah, it's it's, it's true. You know, like he's like he's happy days. I, yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what it is. Uh, we're we're kind of picking on Hutch today. Uh, I'm sorry that we're we're bullying. I, I don't feel uh, that way. A little bit. No, no, no. Go hard. Go hard. Yeah, for sure. Okay. You wouldn't uh, tease a person if you didn't like him, so it's all good. He also controls the editing process. That's so. true. Uh, that that that's very true. Our feature interview this week is uh, brought to you by Sense Arena. And just a bit of background before we tee up your interview, Woody. Yeah. No. It's just perfect timing. Um, with the book coming out next week, to be honest, when we started the interview, I hadn't asked them when it was coming out. We'd seen some teases uh, on social media. Mike reached out to talk about how we could do some work together. And the good news there is we've got some exciting sort of exclusive excerpts coming uh, to InGoal Mag and InGoal Premium um, to sort of tease this even further in the next couple of weeks. So 
Uh, it sounds like we'll probably start with one by Robin Lehner. And, you know, obviously um, the book series that those two have done together, Justin Goldman and, and Mike Valley, uh, this is the third book in the, uh, that they've co-authored, um, Embracing the Grind, The Power Within One, and now The Power Within Two. But also Justin's, uh, the other two books that he did on his own, Between Two Worlds, um, Discovering New Realms of Goalie Development, where, you know, he kind of went over to Finland for the first time and, 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 from Mitch Korn's camp sort of in North America to going over to Finland for the summer and, and really sort of investigating and digging into uh, the different approaches in different parts of the world to goalie development. And then his last book was The Hero in You, which is like he spent, you know, spent a year studying under a Shaolin temple descendant and inspirational leader named Herman Sue. And I probably butchered the name. My apologies to both Justin and him. No, I think um, you got it, actually. Just, there you go. So, you know, just a lot of a lot of focus on goalie development, a lot of focus on the mental side of it um, from two guys who, you know, they're really invested in those two things. Obviously, Mike Valley, we've we've had it in goal premium, former Dallas Stars goalie coach, uh, a guy who really had a holistic approach to goaltending. It wasn't just about the technical uh, and all the work that Justin has done, not just from the and we get into this in the interview, but not just from the sort of um, you know, I'm a sports psychologist side or 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 preparation to play mental side of it, but also from the mental health aspect and the work he's done with Lift the Mask to to help goaltenders. I mean, all really really good things, and they all kind of tie in together by the sounds of it in this book. I haven't had a chance to read it myself. Obviously, read the first one, um, you know. And as I talk about in this interview, there's. You know, this is the kind of stuff that other goalies read. And so you'll hear Mike talk about how some of that's even come full circle with the people they interviewed in this one being guys that in their development years read the first book. So it's kind of it's kind of neat. And there's some great anecdotes that they share in this interview. Hutch, you can write this one down. That's the first time that the uh, tee up for the interview is actually longer than the conversation itself. Uh, well done, Woody. Uh, I'm on get- a roll and I almost forgot to tell you that this feature interview is presented. By Sense Arena. So Hutch, you'll now have to fill us in on exactly what is and how can Sense Arena help you become a better gold. <laughs> and you know what? we uh, You have a guest, Justin Goldman, this week, who's been uh, consulting with Sense Arena as, as many of us have been. So he was, he was involved with some of the earlier development and, and uh, also speaking um, in the book with uh, one of the early testers as well. So... Um, Sensorina is a remarkable product, Woody, and and Darren, I know, is looking forward to getting a chance to try it in the new year. I I understand there might be a unit headed his way at some point soon. And uh, that chance to train off ice on your reading of shots, uh, reading of releases, um, tracking the puck, uh, mostly hands, but but that virtual reality system that allows you to train away from the rink uh, is really, in my mind, a game changer. And when we started doing this, and Sense Arena kindly came on board to help sponsor the podcast, I thought, how many guys are we going to have through here that are, are going to be familiar with it and be able to speak to it? And and now, really, the list of people we've interviewed in this feature segment, um, virtually everybody's had a chance to try Sense Arena. The yeah, only guy who I hasn't. Bernie Prant. And, I was just going to say the only guy who hasn't, but we'll make sure we do it on the fishing trip next summer, uh, is, is Bernie Perrant. And hope may, maybe Sense Arena will even rig it up so that they can put um, Ber- Bernie right in there for us. What do you think, Woody? Well, another former guest I see has become a new pro user, and I got to send. I sent him a little note, and 
We'll make sure we get uh, we get his opinion on it now that he's dug into it. I'm not surprised because he's one of those no stone unturned guys. But I saw that Eric Comrie, um, who was mm-hmm. such a great guest for us last summer, uh, has picked up a sense arena unit and he's using it now as as part of his game preparation and his practice preparation. So well, I, it's hey, growing hey, fast. And Justin talks about that. No, no stone unturned. But Eric Comrie also we saw come across our email this week as he became an in goal premium member. So that was also a ni- another nice surprise for us. Both Sense Arena and Ingle uh, Premium uh, right up uh, his alley as we uh, segue over to Mike Valley and Justin Goldman uh, talking about uh, the power within and uh, getting inside the goalie headspace, which is perfect. Brought to you by Sense Arena VR. All right, so perfect timing to have these two uh, on the podcast. Justin, returning guest, Justin Goldman of the Goalie Guild, who everyone in the goalie world should know by now, and Mike Valley, uh, uh, former goalie coach of the Dallas Stars, among many titles. And, of course, our audience over at Ingold Premium got to know him through his uh, you know, 10 piece of advice uh, that he offered f- through the symposium we co-sponsored uh, up at Ingold Premium. Guys, good to have you back today for the launch of the book, The Power Within 2, um, I just want to turn it over to you guys. Like, like for, for people who maybe, cause I think it's tough because I'm, I come from the, the background of knowing the, the book series. Why don't you just walk it through for somebody who might be new to this, what, what the power within was all about the first one and what you follow up with here in, in, in episode two or, or version two. Cause in addition to some big names, I think there's themes there that, that you probably want to hit on that run consistently throughout. Yeah, absolutely. First off, Kevin, thanks for thanks for having us on here. Um, it's uh, it's always nice to to jump on with uh, with other goalie guys and, and kind of get caught up. And uh, yeah, so our first book, The Power Within, uh, came out. How many years ago was that, Justin? Two thousand and thirteen. Two thousand thirteen. So the goal at that point was to you know interview a bunch of NHL goaltenders and guys that were either currently playing or had played and really kind of dive into their, uh, you know, their, their mindset of the game, how they prepared mentally, the lessons that they learned during their careers and really kind of pull out those, you know, those nuggets of information that go beyond just technique. And uh, it was really neat because guys really, opened up and, uh, and spoke a lot about, you know, things that we weren't even expecting to talk about. You know, I remember Thomas Bakun talked a lot about his OCD and, uh, there was just amazing content that came out of there. And I think that's something really special with the goalie community in general is that, you know, yes, we're all trying to play for, you know, those limited spots that are available, but, but so many people help each other out. It's such a tight community. Um, that I think only somebody that has played goal really understands the, you know, the pressures and the, and the mental challenges, uh, that we face. So it was, it was cool. I mean, it was, uh, like I said, came out in 2013 and, and it was really well received. Um, out of all the books that we've written, that has definitely been the one that, uh, that people have seemed to enjoy the most. Um, it's consistently you know, sold well since then. And, uh, you know, it's, it's really one of the most rewarding things out of that whole process was we would get emails from, 
you know, families where they said that this book made a huge impact with their, you know, with their kids' confidence. Uh, we would get emails from people that weren't even goaltenders, that were doctors and lawyers that had, you know, read the book and been able to pull out, you know, information from this goalie world that helped them in their profession. So it was, uh, it was something that was really, really rewarding for both Justin and I, and uh, just to like make a positive impact in, in the goalie community. So then uh, we had been talking about it for, for quite some time to, to come out with The Power Within Two. And, uh, you know, the ironic thing is the first book was written during that NHL lockout. And uh, a lot of the goaltenders had time on their hands to be able to, you know, sit down and really be thoughtful in their, in their answers and, and talk to us. Well, the second book was written during COVID. And, uh, you know, same thing. We were able to, you know, get access to some of these goalies that not only, um, you know, we're just uh, we're, we're thrilled to be asked to be part of it. But actually, some of these guys had this as a tool in there <laughs> when when they were growing up and certainly makes me feel old uh, when a guy when some of these younger guys were those Cal Peterson or Jake Ottinger say, ah, I remember when my parents bought that for me for Christmas when I was little, you know, it kind of humbles you pretty quickly. But, uh, but yeah, this second book has been, uh, has been a lot of fun to write. And I think it's the best one yet. Um, and the reason why I say that is I think that both Justin and I have refined our skills as, as authors, as, uh, as we've gotten older, we've gotten rid of a lot of the, the fluff in the book and, uh, quite frankly, probably just ask better questions. Um, so we're really, uh, really, really excited about the launch of, of this book. I'll have to take some notes on how to ask better questions because we're 101 episodes into uh, In Goal Radio podcast and all I catch is crap from the other two guys for my long-winded questions. Justin, <laughs> Mike, Mike mentioned uh, surprises in book one and some of the things that emerged out of there that maybe you weren't expecting going in. Are there a few or any that jump out from book two where you know maybe it, it went in a direction you didn't expect or something that you know, caught you off guard in a, in a positive way or in a different way? Yeah, I think honestly, when I look at this second book, there's so much more of the human element involved in a lot of the responses and a lot of the conversations that um, Mike had with the goalies and I had with Pavel. And that human element, I think, is so important. I mean, that was really the essence of the first book was kind of digging beneath the layers of the technique and the tactical stuff and really getting into um, some of their mental strategies and some of the experiences that they had that maybe they wouldn't be so comfortable telling, um, you know, a news reporter or someone in front of a camera, but um, when they're just having a casual conversation with a guy like Mike or myself, um, you know, the, they, they relax a little bit and they're willing to share some of the more difficult times that they've gone through because they know this book is all about just helping goalies. And so I think that was the thing that really, I don't want to say surprised me about this book, but um, just really inspired me, I guess, is the fact that, you know, especially when you look at a guy like Robin Leonard, we know he's brutally honest. Um, but the fact that he wasn't just willing to share his successes, but he was willing to share some of his failures and struggles as well, um, I think was really, really special for us to kind of see and go through when we were editing and putting this book together. And the same thing holds true with someone like Noel Ratu, um, the first female goalie that we've interviewed in any of our books. I mean, that was a really special chapter for me to, to go through and to, to listen to that conversation with Mike, 
because she is absolutely a mental warrior and she's been through some situations that no other goalie has ever gone through in their lives. And again, just to kind of peel back the layers a little bit and really get a better understanding of their thought processes and the highs and the lows um, mentally and emotionally that they go through that, you know, just we don't normally think about when we think about goalies playing at the Olympic level or at the highest level um, was really, really special. So I guess I, I should say I'm not necessarily surprised, but I'm just like really, really excited and inspired by um, their honesty and their openness and their willingness to share not just the good things and the good strategies, but also the difficult times as well. Now, obviously sharing the stories and just hearing other people have gone through it, especially at the highest level, has value to goalies of every age ability, probably some some fellow pros that will read this and can benefit from it. Um, but what about those mechanisms, the way that they learn to, whether it's something in life or on the ice, uh, manage things mentally? Are there takeaways, maybe one you could share of a technique or a method that somebody in this book shared with you that... Um, you know, you're going to have young goalies listening to this go, oh, wow, that would, that would help me out. Maybe I should try that. And Hey, maybe I should buy this book and read some other examples. Yeah. There's, there's a few things that really stood out to me. Uh, first off, the maturity level of these younger guys is amazing. The other thing that I think is important to note is eight years is a, is a long time. Um, and a lot of things have changed obviously since that first book, uh, primarily social media. So a lot of the challenges that these guys have and girls have, uh, it's a lot different than it, it was back in two thir- uh, 2013. So it, it, was, uh, it was really fascinating because you could almost argue that the pressure is, is higher now, or at least that they're able to uh, you know, see the, uh, whether it's critique that they're facing. Um, everything is right in front of them and very instant. So you know, to be able to turn their minds off and get away from that and be able to focus on the job of hand is some of these really cool tools that they share. I'm going to give you uh, uh, one example. Um, actually, I'll give you two examples that I really like. The first was uh, Cal Peterson. And Cal is a, is a kid that I've known for a long time. Um, he grew up in, in Waterloo uh, in the Midwest and, and uh, actually played for the Madison Capitals. He was actually one of my first private clients I'd ever had when I started coaching. Um, his dad would bring him up to, it was like an hour and a half drive. And remember I'd take Cal on the ice and I remember, I think I hit him in the shoulder once and he was in tears. He was just a little guy, but he was always like, just really good, just an unbelievable skater and, and incredibly intense since he was younger. One of the things that, that I've noticed over Cal over the course of his career, going from a, you know, a little guy to playing junior hockey to playing at Notre Dame. And then you know, going on to play in the American League and now in the NHL was just the confidence and swagger that he has. So he goes on in this book and he talks about his first start. And his first start was was in Chicago. He had gotten thrown into a game back in LA. Um, they they travel out to Chicago, and I think the other goalie was was it Bernier, if I'm not uh, incorrect. But that morning, um, the backup for the morning skate was actually Billy Ranford. And for anybody that's been a goaltender before, it, you always have the sense of confidence, at least when you have your other goaltender there. But when you know you're the basically the only alternative for that game, um, you know you might put a little bit more pressure on yourself. So 
you know, Cal had managed it really well. And, and I asked him, I said, you know, were you nervous walking into Chicago stadium? And for those who haven't been lucky enough, especially, you know, uh, in, in the last, uh, uh, I would say five years, Chicago stadium is just this real loud kind of, uh, crazy place to go into. And, uh, you know, they got that that goal song that every goaltender hears in his nightmares. And uh, so Cal's walking into the rink. And I remember he said he's, he, it was something confident that he said, like, you know, the new kids in town. Right. And he was never he wasn't scared. He wasn't worried about like something that could potentially happen. He was more excited about what was going to happen. And uh, it was that confidence that, that I'd seen from a young age, but now was really coming out that, at that NHL stage that I thought, wow, that's, that's cool. Uh, the other example that I'll share is Jake Ottinger. And, uh, you know, Jake is a, just a unbelievable kid that uh, Justin was lucky enough to, to scout when, when he was in high school hockey. And, uh, you know, one of the things that goes through every, well, a lot of goaltenders' minds, especially when you're American League, is you're always looking at what's going on in the NHL, right? Because you're waiting for your chance. I know how that was when I was in the American League. You're just hoping that you get that call up. And uh, a lot of times that can actually hurt you because you're not focused on where you are. You're thinking about where you'd rather be. And, uh, you know, we'd rather have that call. We'd rather be in that NHL. And I asked Jake, I said, how do you stay grounded? How do you focus? How do you keep, make sure that your mind stays, uh, you know, where you are at that current time? And he says, I just have this simple phrase I say to myself, which is be where your feet are. So wherever his feet are is where his mind's going to be. And, you know, it's those skills that often separate good goaltenders from great goaltenders. Um, those are skills that, that, that I didn't have to that level. My mind would wander. I would always, I was never happy where I was. I was always busy trying to get to the next spot. And, you know, those little things is what you realize that these guys are really good at. It's if I'm in Austin, Texas playing this game, that's where my mind is. Um, I'm not thinking about anything else. And, you know, just these small little mental hacks that, that play a big difference. So those are two things that I really like. There's uh, Robin Lehner drops, gosh, uh, you know, over a dozen great nuggets. Um, one of my favorite guys to interview because I only have to ask one question and the answer is about 45 minutes long. So, uh, so those are, those are my two examples though that I'll share with you. I love, uh, be where your feet are. We heard that from, uh, Alfie Michaud, uh, when we had him on with Jeremy Swayman and they both talked about how important that was, uh, as a mantra, as a mindset. And you know what I love it too, is it is, as you said, it applies to life as well as just goaltending. We all know goaltending and golf, right? He's just thing in the world is to say next shot, next shot, have that mentality, but it's the toughest thing to do. What I love about Alfie is he talks about it when he's with his family too, right? When I'm with my when I'm with my daughters, when I'm with my girls, that's where I am. I'm fully engaged. I'm not thinking about hockey or coaching or that type of stuff. So it's it is a great lesson that applies beyond goaltending. Justin, were there any for you that jumped out, or did Mike like totally bogart all the top? Examples? Well, Mike took Mike took the one I wanted to talk about with Jake, but there's actually um, a really special one from Pavel Francis and. You know, Pavel's here in Colorado. I've gotten to know him pretty well over the past few years, and he's a very quiet guy, um, but his mind is very loud, and that's something that he's had to learn over the years. And, 
he just has this really great story that I loved in his chapter where he talked about, you know, being on the bench growing up um, in the Czech Republic. And then obviously, you know, he comes over to North America, he gets this contract with the avalanche and he has a lot of success, his, his rookie year in the AHL. And then he finds himself backing up uh, Philip Grubauer um, his first year in the NHL. And, and, you know, ever since he was young, he learned this lesson that I just think is so, so valuable for a lot of younger goalies that are out there right now, you know, striving to make the next level, striving to play at their best every single game. And he said something that really hit me hard. And he said, when I'm on the bench, doesn't matter what the situation is in terms of playing time or how, how well I get along with the other goalie on the team. I'm always hoping for the best for him. I'm always hoping for the best for the other goalie on my team, because I want to go into the net knowing that that guy's got my back as well. And if I can always be on the bench, always rooting for the guy that's in the net, no matter what the situation is or how badly I want to play, I'm going to go into the net with confidence, knowing that the other guy's got my back as well. And I just thought that was a really, really cool uh, mental approach to not playing every game and not getting all the minutes and not being the go-to guy that plays, you know, 60, 65 games a season. Um, I think it's really important for every young goalie to know that you're not going to play every game. That's not reality. But if you can always be rooting and have that positive mindset for the other goalie in the net, you know, it's almost like karma. They're going to have your back when you're in the net too. And that's the kind of, you know, I think um, positive relationship you want to have, not just with the other goalie, but everyone on your team, you should always be rooting for guys um, to play well and do well. So I thought that one was a, a really cool lesson that I think is, is definitely a little bit geared more towards the younger goalies, but um, can have a really positive impact. And it's just a one degree, 1% change of your mindset that can make all the difference in the world. And I think, uh, I think that's something that I really loved about Pavel's chapter. You guys talked about the openness that you got um, from these goaltenders, how willing they were to share these stories. Um, when we talk about a shift in mindset, how much do you think, how much credit, because obviously you got that the first time um, to, to a degree, but how much credit do you think that Robin Lehner deserves for maybe an even more expanded openness, the willingness to talk about these things? Justin, you, you, you do so much good work with Lift the Mask uh, and trying to provide resources for young goaltenders on the mental health side of things. Do we give like Robin is in the spotlight, but do we give him enough credit for just how much he's opened up this conversation, whether it's kids talking to you or being willing to reach out to you or pros having this conversation with you and Mike um, for another book? Yeah, I, I mean, I think Robin's um, just he's another huge name that has been willing to take the risk, knowing that it's going to affect his career. It's going to affect the way that fans um, perceive him as an athlete. But that boldness and that confidence and um, his willingness to do that is, is what's so powerful. And yeah, I think he's not just him, but I think other goalies in the past, for example, like Mike said, you know, Tomas Vokun coming out about his OCD in the book, you know, back then, seven or eight years ago, that must have been so extremely hard for him to do. And, and again, I think we were blessed that we had those conversations during the lockout when these goalies weren't necessarily, you know, um, in the locker room every day. I think for someone like Robin Leonard, like me personally, look, I've been through hell and back over the last two months after losing my mom. And if it wasn't for the inspiration that I gained from Robin Leonard, um, seeing how open he's been, I probably would not have been as comfortable as I am talking about it. And 
that's the thing that I think makes goaltenders at the elite level so great. They're so comfortable in uncomfortable situations. And that is something that we can all learn from no matter what we're going through, whether it has to do with hockey or goaltending or has to do with something in our personal lives. And so I think what Robin Leonard has done is that he's helped goalies understand that sometimes thoughts are just thoughts. And look, you're going to experience all the kinds of different highs and lows. You're going to experience the whole spectrum of mental health, sometimes even in one hockey game. That's just the reality of the position that we play. And so it's okay to have those feelings. It's okay to know that you're struggling and going through a lot of these difficult things. And so I think for Robin, um, he's not the first, but he's definitely one of the most impactful in recent memory, just because of the spotlight that he's been under. And the fact that he's been so honest talking about that, like, yeah, I'm going to talk about this and it's going to affect my career, but I don't really care because there's bigger things at stake here. He really does see the bigger picture better than any other goalie I've you know, interacted with. Um, and I just think that's so amazing to, to be able to witness and experience and on a personal level, be inspired by that and actually be able to not just, you know, be able to kind of put my, you know, put my actions where my mouth is and not just talk about mental health, but be able to share experiences more openly. Uh, you mentioned you're absolutely right. Thomas Volkun talking about the OCD and the first power within book. I think we got to give a lot of credit too. It's easy to forget Clint Malarchuk and and the stories that he shared and the openness uh, in his book and the work he does as well, speaking to people around the country to try and help others with this as well. Uh, Mike, that 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 line, I don't even know. Is there a line? Is it blurred? Are they the same thing? And Justin, you can speak to this too. But just Mike, between mental health in terms of getting help and mental strength in terms of sports psychology. Have you seen those two come together? Um, are they the same? Are they different? How does you know how do those two worlds collide? It's interesting, and you know, I'll be the first to to say that you know, with mental health, I'm I'm learning. Uh, I'm so I'm certainly no expert at it, uh, nor should I be giving opinions uh, or, or you know, too many of, of my thoughts on it. Other than you know, I feel like I, I do a good job listening. Um, you know, Robin is a guy that, you know, I have a very good relationship with and, and he'll reach out and, and we'll talk. Um, you know, another guy that is in that um, boat is, uh, is Timmy Thomas. And, uh, you know, Tim has, uh, as he says, uh, was a bit of a ninja and disappeared from the, the world for five years. And, uh, you know, he and I, speak, uh, very regularly. And, and he, you know, his, his, uh, he had some, you know, uh, major concussions that really hurt him. And, uh, you know, that's where it was, uh, uh took a toll on him mentally as well. Um, but he is now in a spot where he's starting to feel better and he's starting to share. And, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things that I'll just continue to learn and listen from these guys. Obviously, I think a lot of us goaltenders deal with things because um, there is such immense pressure. Um, you know, so I think there's lessons. If I look at my own situation, there's things that I learned from sports psychologists, but there's also uh, things I learned from talking to other goalies that have been through it. Um, so I do think the lines might be a little little blurred there of, of, of what's what. Uh, and I don't know if every situation can just be put in 
or every goalie can be put in a certain box. Uh, I think it's different for everybody. Uh, but Justin is certainly more more educated in that space than uh, than I am. Well, I mean, I'm I'm learning too. Like it's, and I think that per, that passion for learning and wanting to understand people is at the root of who we are as human beings and athletes. I mean, the college goalie relationship is really all about understanding. Coaches want to understand why goalies do the things that they do on the ice and goalies want to understand why coaches run certain drills. So, you know, to Mike's credit, being a good listener is half the battle. And I think you guys know that as parents, I'm not a parent yet. Um, but, but listening is really a big part of it. And I do a lot of work at MindSpark Learning and, and we focus a lot on, on social emotional learning, but also empathy based learning. And that term empathy gets thrown around a lot, but it really does play a massive role in your ability to evolve as a human being and evolve as a performer and evolve as a goaltender. And we hear this phrase a lot, right? Like get 1% better every day. Um, that's, that's so true. Like there are a lot of different ways that you can get 1% better every day. And sometimes it's not actually physically doing anything. Sometimes it's just listening. Um, and so that is really at the root of, I think, what our conversations with the goalies in the books are. We're listening to their stories because when it comes to the reader, which is our ultimate goal, like we're here to inspire readers. Are they going to listen to Justin Goldman? Or are they going li to listen to Pavel Francis? Like they're going to listen to what Pavel and Robin Leonard and like the guys that are actually playing at the highest level have to say. And so I think we're just trying to open the door for these goalies in the book to feel comfortable enough to share their highs, their lows, their strategies, um, a little bit more about their personal struggles with the younger goalies. And, and that learning is mostly happening by listening. And so, yeah, I don't think there's a lot of us out there in the goalie world that would call themselves an expert in, you know, mental health or mental performance. But if we're all willing to listen and we're all willing to learn, I mean, that's, uh, that's progress in my book. And I think that's, that really is half the battle. And one of the other elements here, we've talked about some of the names from the, uh, you know, active playing goaltender side of things, but you got some coaches in here as well. William Rom, um, from over in Sweden, Thomas Spear, who's uh, in the Calgary Flames organization. And obviously Robbie Tallis, a guy that we know here well at Ingol Mag and had the pleasure to be on the ice with, and we've had a bunch of drills up at, uh, at, at on the premium site. Um, how and and obviously you know especially in Robbie's case he played uh, at the highest level but how how do the stories are there any surprises there or any things that differ there in terms of the background the sharing that they bring to the table from that side uh, as compared to a goaltender what what are goalies goalie coaches and maybe more importantly goalie parents that read this book going to take away from the conversation with the other coaches yeah I can I can speak to that a little bit so. Um... William Ram is, uh, you know, a real up-and-coming goaltending coach and does a wonderful job over in, in Sweden. And uh, it's always nice to get different perspectives because the way that you know you manage athletes in in Sweden is is uh, is different than we actually manage athletes over here. Partially because there's a different schedule, it's just a different culture uh, as well. Um, so he does a good job of kind of really speaking about how they develop goaltenders in Sweden and what he has found, uh, works. Um, Thomas Spear is, uh, is a guy that I've known for a really long time. And for those that uh, you definitely need to get him on the podcast at some point, uh, 
Kevin, because he is one of the funniest human beings I've ever met. He just says stuff that like, you don't even know if he's joking or what, what he's doing, but he's just so funny. I never stop laughing when I'm around him. Um, but he's picked up incredible knowledge on his journey. And, uh, and part of that journey led him through USA Hockey and being in charge of, you know, the Warren Stralo camp. And uh, he worked a lot with the, uh, the U-17s. And for anybody that's been involved or seen the U-17s uh, American program is they often have a real challenging time because they're playing against college teams. And so they regularly lose games 8-1, 8-2. I mean, it is a beatdown for those kids. And Spearsy talks about what an incredible uh, developmental thing that is for those athletes and why all of a sudden when they go to the U18s, they're, uh, uh, they're a lot mentally tougher because they've had to learn how to deal with adversity. And it was kind of the first time that I had, had really thought about that. So, you know, here are these guys that literally are losing and not only losing, losing bad uh, on a lot of the nights. And these kids learn to deal with that adversity. Those goaltenders learn to deal with that adversity. And all of a sudden, when you step into the U18s uh, and you get older, you know how to deal with that. So, so Spearsy talks about that uh, in depth. And, uh, and it's just really fascinating because I've seen – you know, uh, not only goalies, but players that have made it almost to the NHL or have made it to the NHL and they've never had to deal with that adversity. Well, adversity is going to smack you in the face at some point. And, uh, you know, if you don't know how to deal with it, um, you know, that becomes a struggle. So that was a real interesting thing that he brings up. Um, just a great, great interview. I know, uh, you know, after Justin read it, after I'd done the interview, it was actually one of his favorites. So, um, so it's really cool. Uh, some of the other names in there that we haven't touched on, you mentioned Connor Hellebuck, Eddie Lacks, a, a guy that we know pretty well as well. Um, I'd be curious, like what, uh, from, from Eddie's perspective, a guy who's also been pretty open and honest and probably at times in his career, even if it's not from a mental health standpoint, um, personality may have hurt him. You, Mike, you know, this very well, like that's the other thing I wanted to ask you are organizations for reals more eager to embrace those, these types of conversations and goalies who are willing to talk about this. Cause we're not that far removed from organizations who they want their goalies, especially when they're not the number one guy, they want them seen, not heard. Like, is there, you know, is, is there still a risk of being this open and honest or are you seeing that shift as well? I don't know. I think it's hard to label any organization uh, as, as one and the same. Um, I think every, every group is different. W what was good about Eddie's uh, interview here is that, him now being retired, uh, he can look back at it in a different perspective. Sometimes when you're, when you're in the fight, you see things a little bit different. Uh, when you've moved on and, you know, you've gone on to do other things now in life, you look back and no different than, than anybody does with any job that they have. You can kind of see what you did well, but you can also see some of the things that maybe you could have done better that weren't as, as obvious to you as you were going through it. Uh, so I think it's a, it's a very, um, it's a humbling interview. Uh, I think he, you know, he does a fantastic job talking about, you know, I remember he has a couple of lines where he, he would keep himself present and it would be like little anchors that he would use and say to himself during games. Um, you know, he would, uh, he would talk to himself about feeling like 
Do you feel the glove? How does it feel? He would always have these little tricks uh, to keep him present. And uh, he talks about his relationship with Roberto Luongo and the things that he learned from him. Uh, So it's cool because, you know, now when you're done, you can really speak from a, um, from a different kind of perspective. And, uh, you know, he does a great job and, and you guys obviously know Eddie really well. And, and he's just such an honest, kind person that, uh, yeah, it, re- it really comes through uh, with a lot of his comments that he shares. Justin, I wanted to ask you one more about Pavel Francouz because I got you on here and I know you, you've been ahead of the curve on this, on the, on the VR side of things. I know it's something that, you know, you, you had a chance to, I believe, even introduce to Pavel. Um, and this feature interview, as much as we're talking about the power within two, and I uh, want to make sure we we push that message and that goalies can have a chance to read that book. Um, it's also brought to you, the feature interview for Ingo Radio Podcast is brought to you by Sense Arena. And so talk about your work with that. And I'd be curious to hear, like, I don't know if it's part of the book or anything that Pavel talks about, but your experiences with that and and where that fits in all this. Because we are, you know, it is it is... A tool now that there's a visualization aspect, but it's real. Like, where does that fit in this constant evolution of how we manage our brain and our mind and our abilities as goaltenders? Yeah, it's really cool. I think for Pavel, um, his willingness and openness to try new things. And let's face it, he's striving to be a full-time starting NHL goaltender. And he's on that path because he is open to trying new things. And so when he approached me, it was actually right before the all-star break last season. And again, I work for a company called MindSpark Learning based here in Denver. And that's exactly what we do. We explore and we research new technologies that can help improve human and athletic performance. And so I had already been tinkering with some other um, VR training programs and had been in talks with Sense Arena and knew that they were coming out with a goalie specific training program. And Pavel just said, Hey, I'd love to try VR. I've never tried it before. What can it do for me? And I was like, well, I don't know what it can do for you, but we can certainly find out. So why don't you come on in and let's throw a headset on and I'll show you some real basic games so you can get the blood flowing a little bit. And then there's a program that I think can actually be really beneficial to some of your cognitive skills, whether it's eye hand coordination or it's you know, multitasking or it's tracking multiple objects at the same time, you know, all the real basic benefits of what Sense Arena provides, um, but just obviously not as high of a polished level as what Sense Arena is at right now. And he went in and he tried it and he loved it. He was like, wow, this actually feels good. Um, And again, I think when it comes to the VR training, it totally depends on where you're at in your career and what you feel like you can get out of it. It's a very personal experience. I mean, you're immersed in a full 360 degree environment. For some people, it can be a little offsetting. You can feel a little queasy. You may feel uncomfortable. For others, you jump right into it and you absolutely love it. And you're a master at Beat Saber two days later, right? So everyone's going to have a different experience um, using Sense Arena and the VR training programs that are out there. Um, but if you're someone who doesn't regularly play, maybe you don't have access to ice, um, and you feel like you need something that's going to help prime and hone some of those cognitive skills that we know are extremely important to goalie development, 
Sensorina is an amazing program. And it's just so cool to see how fast the evolution of the Sensorina program um, has come in, let's say, like what, less than six months when they first launched back in June. I mean, it's absolutely incredible the technology that goes into it. And it's amazing to think that this is literally just scratching the surface of VR training and what's possible in a couple of years. So you start looking at trying to emulate, you know, certain teams setups on the power play and you want to really get a very realistic experience of what it's like to play the Los Angeles Kings and you've, you're facing them in a few days. Like this is stuff that's now not that far from reality in the next couple of years. And I think that's amazing. And for goalie geeks like us, Kevin and Mike and I, like, we love this kind of stuff. We love imagining what the future looks like and knowing that it's actually just kind of right around the corner. And I think that's what's so exciting about um, the Sense Arena program and this new tool of using virtual virtual reality to train the brain. And for Pavel's experience, it was just like, wow, this is something new that no one else is really doing right now. Of course, I'm going to try it. Will it directly benefit what I'm doing on the ice? It's really hard to say just from one or two sessions, but can it help you in a myriad other ways when it comes to athletic performance and those cognitive skills? Absolutely. It just depends on your personal experience and how willing you are to just go out and try it. Um, And so that was Pavel's experience. And it was just really cool to kind of watch him because when we watch goalies, they're wearing whatever, 20 pounds of gear. Uh, watching a goalie make those same or at least similar movements without all the gear on, you start to see some things that you don't normally see when you're just watching them from the stands or the press box. And I think that's a really interesting experience from the coaching perspective as well, is seeing how guys move and respond to stimulus when they don't have all the gear on. Um, So that was something that was really cool for me to witness. And yeah, Pavel went on and now he's using Sense Arena as well. And um, it's just so cool to see how many pro goalies are really flocking to it and trying it. Mike, are there any examples in the book? Because, you know, Justin hit on a great point. And I think, you know, goaltenders we've talked to, you know, throughout this experience with the Ingo Radio podcast, got Carter Hart jumps to mind where he went to his first Hockey Canada camp and there were two, he felt there were too many voices. And then he went back the next year and someone had told him to just embrace it all and, tr- you know, be open to all these new ideas. Are there any examples in there where the goalies talk about like that willingness to try new things, tools in the toolbox, but the need to have that balance between we can get carried away with that as goalies. And I think sometimes at Ingle, we're, we're, I don't say guilty of it because our whole concept is let goalies see as many new things as we can introduce and they can figure it out themselves. But, you know, have guys talked about that, that sort of need to have that awareness that, man, if I'm always chasing something new and different, I might lose the sort of foundation of what I need to be and who I am. Yes. And, um, you know, you bring up some, some great points and I think this is the, you know, evolution of, of development as well. Um, you know, the ability to share and learn in the goalie world, uh, and you guys do a fantastic job with it, with getting information out there is important, but no goalie is built the same. Everybody's different. And, uh, you know, Thomas Magnuson uh, has always said, there's as many styles as there are goaltenders. And I think one of the things that you see and, and is definitely talked about uh, within the book is that you know the ability to listen, but also to know your own identity, uh, to know what works for you and, and why you do it. Um, if you constantly try to change everything based off of the, the, the goalie coach that happens to be on the ice with you that day, um, you know, it's... Uh, 
it's tough because you're never going to find yourself. One of the guys that does an unbelievable job of this is Robin Lehner plays very differently than a lot of guys do out there, but he knows how his body works together with his mind. He knows what his strengths are. He knows what he has to do to get prepared. Uh, I think one of the things he talks about is, you know, he does things very differently than most guys when he goes into the rink for a warm up. Um, you know, he's not on, on the bike and he's not, you know, necessarily in the gym like everybody else is. And they might ask him, well, why aren't you warming up? And he said, how do you know I'm not warming up? I've been here. He's there, the first, first guy there. And he's mentally getting warmed up. He studies the game better than anybody that I've ever met. Probably him and Timmy Thomas are the two sharpest minds that I've seen. And, um, you know, so again, they, they know what they need to do and they have, and that often comes with experience. I think when we're young, we do want to just please the coach that we're on the ice with. Uh, but you know what pleases people more than anything, winning hockey games. And, uh, and that becomes the, the, the differentiator between if you get to move on to the next level in goaltending is winning games and stopping pucks. And, uh, you know, that's where Robin says often, he says, you know, I don't need to chase around. I can just stand in the middle of the net and let the game come to me, let the puck come to me. So, you know, it's an excellent point you bring up, Kevin. Uh, yes, it's in the book. Um, but I do think it's, that's a, that's a sign of maturity is when a goaltender can say, okay, I've listened to all these different things, but I know what works for me. And ultimately I'm the one that's in charge of my game. Um, and, uh, and that's where we need to get to. I often say that as a coach, you know, when you're really a good coach, when your goalie doesn't need you anymore, when your goalie understands his game so well, he's not dependent or she's not dependent on you anymore. They just know how to go out and play. Perfect. I think that's a great spot to wrap this up guys, but I did want to give you a chance to make sure we talk about where and when the power within two will be available. I've seen the teases, but I haven't seen, or maybe I'm just an idiot, a firm launch date and when it happens, where people can get it. And we'll make sure we include this in the show notes and links as well. I think it will be um, opening night. So Wednesday, the 13th, I believe um, on Amazon and Amazon is also where you can get the other books in this series. So the power within one, which is the blue cover embracing the grind, which is the red cover um, and now the power within two, which is the Jade green color, um, all on Amazon. And yeah, I, I'm 99.9% sure it's going to be opening night. Sometimes it depends on Amazon, but that is our target actual published date that it should be available. Wow. That's well timed. Now I got to ask, cause I'm famous for one more question, infamous perhaps when you listed all those colors, is there any rhyme or reason to the colors? Like, is there any tie between Jade green and the theme or you're just going through the spectrum? Let me jump in on this one. So this is how smart, this is how smart Justin Goldman is. So we're going through it. This book was originally going to be a light blue. And then we start testing around and, and anybody that's published a book on Amazon uh, or any book, you know that every time they print it, it's kind of comes out a different color. So we had a, you know, 11th hour decision and we said, okay, let's actually change it from light blue to green. Um, so this jade green and, uh, we get it. It looks perfect. So Justin then sends me the emoji app for books and he goes, huh, look at this emoji. Well, it's blue, red, and green. So we'd like to think we had that planned out. Uh, maybe, maybe Justin did, 
but uh, that uh, that actually works good. So anytime you th- send the uh, a book emoji now, you're going to think about us. <laughs> For the record, it was super random, but I think the goal was like, we just didn't want people to get confused if they saw two like blue book covers and then Amazon goes off and prints it. And for whatever reason, they both look exactly the same. So I was like, well, let's just do a totally different color. I mean, I'd like to think I was smart enough to say green for like rebirth and renewal and these sort of things. But yeah, it was just uh, tinkering and toying in the 11th hour, like Mike said, and and we landed on this color and it it, it looks fantastic. Kevin, I know your readers won't see this, but we're doing this. Uh, you can kind of see, I don't even know with my lighting, but there you go. So we're excited about it and we definitely appreciate you bringing us on and giving us a chance to share some of the nuggets of wisdom um, that appear in the book. Well, I appreciate the honesty about the colors. I appreciate all the great stories from the book and I appreciate your guys' time today. And I know our audience is going to appreciate hearing about this book and an opportunity to get it. So we'll make sure that uh, through ingoldmag.com, we're talking about maybe doing some special excerpts um, to give people a real taste of what's inside this book, as well as through all our different outlets. We'll be sure to let people know. And of course, follow the Goalie Guild at the Goalie Guild. Uh, for all updates on when the book launches. Look for it on Amazon, hopefully around opening night. Uh, Seems to me that it would make the perfect accompaniment for the start of the season, especially if you're a goalie who, like myself up here in Vancouver, is going to be watching all these NHL games, working at many of them, but also just like absolutely dying because I still can't get on the ice myself. So spend the time getting better between, uh, between the ears if you can't actually get out between the pipes. Justin, Mike, thanks so much for spending time with us today. Thanks. Appreciate it. Thanks, Kevin. Thank you, gentlemen. Uh, keep an eye on the Goalie Guild, uh, both uh, the website at goalieguild.com and on social media for uh, the book uh, when it drops. And uh, we will uh, make sure that uh, we have a, an excerpt uh, when it does and be able to give you a, a sneak peek into uh, what uh, Justin and Mike uh, have to offer with this. Uh, the series is awesome and uh, mental health and the approach uh, to the game uh, is is a perfect combination, and they deal with with both uh, brilliantly in that. So uh, well done. Uh, that is the feature interview brought to you by Sense Arena. And in episode one hundred and two, we are going to go to the world stage. Woody, what a fascinating conversation this will be next week. Yeah, we're gonna try something a little different here. We've only done it. Well, I guess we just did it with Justin and and Mike, but, but they were, we're on the same to... side. Yeah. No, no, we're going, we're going same side on this one. We're going, uh, we're going Spencer Knight and Dustin Wolf, the World Junior Gold Medal winning tandem. Um, we're going to have them on together next week. That's the plan. We're just finalizing a time. Um, they'll, they'll be our guests next week. We were trying to do it this week, like fresh off the World Juniors. The guys just won a championship, but they're a little busy. Spencer Knight went straight back to Boston College, and they've got games this weekend. So he needed a little decompress and then getting right back into the action to play. And Dustin Wolf had a little bit of an awkward drive back to the Calgary Flames camp out of uh, out of Edmonton bubble. Uh, he caught a ride with the new Calgary Flames goalie coach, Jason LaBarbera. So uh, oh. I, hope he, I hope he kept the gold medal in his pocket as they were driving up from Edmonton back to Calgary for, for Flames training camp. Oh, I hope he only, hung Barb's it. only had a silver. I, if, if well, there's two ways to think about it, if you're really confident, you just hang it from the rear view mirror and let, uh, let Barb's <laughs> try and navigate the left-hand turn or the right-hand turn around it. But, uh, 
Uh, yeah, knowing knowing Dustin, it might it might probably stayed in the pocket. That that'd be a so really interesting car ride. Yeah, yeah, and uh, so and hopefully we'll get a little little insight into that. But two guys that are so passionate about the position, and I, and I'm in terms of Jason LaBarbera and Dustin Wolf, it would have been, I would have loved to have heard that car ride because you know for all the jokes aside about one guy one and the other guy you know finished in second, it's uh, just two guys that love the game and are really passionate about the position, and so is Spencer Knight, and so the chance to get these two on the air, hopefully at the same time here, um, should be a fun one for us, definitely. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, partners uh, inside uh, the World Championship, and we all know how intense that is. And to have guys to be able to and willing to do this is uh, is really cool and another great example. And I promise next week, uh, Hutch, I'm going to go to you first. I'm going to make sure that you get the first thought out of the gate and the last thought and maybe a thought in between. That'd be awesome. I'd love that. But just don't drop some bomb in the beginning that I have to come up with some fireworks audio to go with the episode because it's a good thing you didn't come to me You did a great job. Well, I was making notes here. Just use the same ones. Where can I do it? I don't know what I'm going to... And then you'd ask me a question and I didn't even hear the question. So yeah, so key me (laughs) up or just keep it all nice and cool and maybe I'll be okay next week. We We will watch some NHL uh, hockey by then though, won't we? So that's kind of fun. Yes, we will. Yeah. Yes, we will. Uh, enjoy it. Uh, we don't have exhibition games, but we have uh, plenty of inter- It's been It's been a lot of work uh, to keep up to date with everything that's gone on with these 31 camps opening and uh, in various stages. Uh, but just uh, once we get games, it kind of just gets back to normal. And I can't wait for, for the new normal uh, that we get into. Uh, on to our second century of podcasts on In Goal Radio podcast. Uh, thank you to uh, Hutch and Woody. Uh, thanks to Justin and Mike and, of course, Cam. And thank you to you. Uh, happy New Year. Be safe, be healthy, and happy goaltending from In Goal Radio podcast. 